0: everybody welcome once again for our good friday experience we are so happy that you're here with us online wherever you are from whether from the same city or from uh, our country or you're tuning in from any other part of the globe we are happy that we can do church together online you know we today is is so special the entire globe is is remembering or celebrating good friday and uh, you know, while, while we are going to be reflecting on, on Jesus and His work at the cross, it, it got me thinking, and I'm, some of you might know this, the cross during the time of Jesus was known as a symbol of shame and humiliation. Today, the, it, it's, it's changed and, and we know the cross as a symbol of freedom and as a symbol of hope. You know, because the cross of Jesus is one of the foundational concepts in the Bible, Now we don't want to disregard or we don't disregard the the significance of the cross on other days apart from Good Friday. Just like today how we are not going to overtly glorify the crucifixion of Jesus because he may have been crucified but he's very much alive and risen from the dead even as we look at celebrating or reflecting Good Friday. You know every every part of this of this story of Jesus is is so unique it's so special and and i want you to think along with me every story is kind of incomplete without a plot twist right I mean, it's it's a it's it's a time of lockdown right now, and I'm sure one of the ways you are spending your time is by watching some movies, watching some documentaries, and 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 I don't know what all you we are consuming during these times, the content. But every story is incomplete without a plot twist, a glorified climax, or a never expected anticlimax. Right now, for me, I'm a I'm a Marvel fan, and. Uh, any Marvel fans out there, come on, give me a shout out, everybody. Let us know which is your favorite movie, which is your favorite Marvel movie. And, and when I watch any Marvel movie, I love to watch it again and again and again. To a point that Juhi gets so irritated with me at times. And, and you know, the, that movie Endgame had, had some crazy spoilers that came out even before the movie got released. Do you remember that time? You know, where even before you went to the theaters, some of your friends would have already told you what's gonna happen or, what, or how the movie's gonna end and things like that. And there were speculations, then there were spoilers. And how many of you remember that moment where Robert Downey Jr. does a snap? And then, you know, he, that's, that's the end of his time at the Marvel franchise or the Marvel Universe. And even though the spoilers were out before you guys went to the theaters and saw the movie, I don't know about you, but a bit of me did not want Robert Downey Jr. to move out of the Marvel Universe. And so every story is incomplete without a plot twist. Now, why am I telling you this? I'm, I'm kind of helping you and me understand that the story of Jesus is not quite complete if you take the role of crucifixion and if you, if you do not include that, the, the, the cross Kind of completes the story of Jesus now we're going to be looking at just three verses this evening as we dive into the uh, our talk and my, my title for this talk is called three that's right i'm just going to, I'm just going to leave it at that if you have any questions you can just ask me later but I'm just going to leave it at that we're going to be reading from John chapter 19 and we're going to be reading three verses so verses 28 to 30 we're reading from the NIV version So get your Bibles up, make sure that you take some notes and let's do this together. John chapter 19, 28 to 30. Later, knowing that everything had been finished and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there. So they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of his plant And lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Let's read verse 30 again. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, and you can complete this verse with me, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this word. I want to thank you for the Bible that takes us back to those times and those, to those moments where we can really establish the, 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 the entire narrative of the story. Lord, this, during this time, I pray that at your scripture, let your word and the leading of your Holy Spirit continue to speak to us in the midst of our situations that we are in and let your word refresh us, renew us, and let us reflect on the work of the cross in a new and a special way this evening. In your precious name, we pray, Jesus. Amen. You know, during these times of lockdown, uh, we one of the things that we are really cherishing the most is seeing our daughter, Elia grow up. and And she, she she loves spending her time in the house uh, doing doing some crazy things and uh, one of the things that we're getting her used to is TV time. That's right. She she's already uh, picked learned to pick up the remotes, scan through YouTube and things like that. I don't know. I don't I don't know how fast she's like growing up and and uh, so so she has been watching. She loves watching her her, her couple of her favorite shows on YouTube and. When it's time for us to put off the TV, I love the reaction on Elia's face. The minute we switch off the TV, and she's got this, she's got this cute face, she's got this cute reaction, and she'll just go like, over? And, and, okay, I tried, okay? I can't do it the way she does it, but that's, that's her reaction. And, and it, got me, it got me thinking while I was meditating on that, because I was kind of reading these verses, and, and Elia was watching on YouTube, and, and I had to switch off the TV, and that's when she said it, and it kind of just clicked. The word or the phrase, it is finished or is over, you know, is in the Greek version. When, when, this, when, the, when the book of John was written in the Greek version, the Greek word used in this verse, 19, John 19, verse 30, is this word, tetelestai. That's right. Tetelestai, which means to bring to a close, to complete or to fulfill. Now, you need, to hear, you need to hear this very carefully because everything that we're going to be building up from here is kind of based on this one simple phrase, it is finished. And we're going to be kind of looking into this Greek particular concept or this Greek word so that you and me have a better understanding of this text. Now, tetelestai is the perfect tense in Greek. Now we're not gonna start another English class or a language lesson over here, but just just hold, uh, hold on with me as I've set this up for all of us. Tetelsta is the perfect tense in Greek. That's significant because the perfect tense speaks of an action which has been completed in the past with results continuing in the present. You need to hear this again. The perfect tense speaks of an action which has been completed in the past with results continuing in the present. It's different from the past tense which looks back to an event and says this happened. The perfect tense adds to that idea and this is what that idea is. This happened and it is still in effect today it has been completed it has been fulfilled and put to a close but it is still in effect today can you say that with me or type it out in the chat it is finished it had that happened and it is still in effect today so what is finished guys what is finished when when jesus said it is finished he was he was referring to all types of prophecies of the Old Testament in the Bible which pointed towards the suffering of the Messiah that were accomplished. Just to let you know there were there are about 300 prophecies mentioned in the Bible for the Messiah that is the savior of the world. All of these were fulfilled through the life of Jesus. It is finished. When Jesus said it is finished, he was talking about a complete end to eternal separation between God and humanity. The work of of humanity's redemption and salvation was now completed when Jesus said it is finished. When he said it is finished, it was also an end of transgression by bringing in an everlasting right standing with God. Do so you see, he, the sufferings of Jesus that he, that, that, that he went through put a stop to humanity's suffering, both of our soul and those of our body. See, all that Christ did on the cross changes the narrative of our past, of our present and even the future. Some of you need to hear this again. All that Jesus has done on the cross changes the narrative of your past, of your present, and of your future. You see, because the finished work of the cross brings grace and redemption for humanity. That's what Jesus has done for you and me on the cross. The cross brings grace. The cross brings redemption. But the cross also brings freedom. The cross also brings freedom. You know, when Jesus was chained, when Jesus was being beaten, when Jesus went on the cross, when he was hanging on the cross, Jesus had your freedom in mind when he was bound in those chains and when he hung on the cross. He had your freedom in mind. He had my freedom in mind. The good news, if you, if, you, if you have been studying about the message of Christ, if you have been studying about the message of Christian faith, the good news of the gospel message is our redemption and eternal life. I want to say that again. The good news of the gospel message is our redemption and eternal life. But the kind of life that Jesus refers is a life of freedom. Freedom is a life of peace, is a life of of joy that comes only and only from Him and through Him. Now, what is the kind of freedom that we're talking about? When I say the cross brings freedom, the cross brings freedom from the dominion of sin. The cross brings freedom from self-serving ambitions and the cross brings freedom from eternal death. You see, we cannot express the freedom in Christ in its fullness, if we are still held captive to our mind and our hearts. We cannot experience the freedom that Christ brings in its fullness if we are still held captive in our minds and in our hearts. See, you may know about the love and the grace of God, but still live in captivity. You may know about the the grace, the redemption that Jesus brings for you and for me. But we have not allowed ourselves to embrace and really reflect on the finished work of Jesus. I want you to think along with me. You know, when when Jesus made that statement, it is finished 2,000 years ago. I want you and me to know that even today, even in 2020, it is still true it still stands true you see because Jesus sets us free from every captivity and bondage that stops us from experiencing his new life you know our faith as a Christ follower has no meaning if the wonder of the cross is missing in our lives the wonder of the cross. See, if the, if the cross has a power to really transform us, if the finished work of the cross has a power to transform us, to redeem us, and to give us a brighter and a better future, we can never fully experience a life of transformation until we have embraced the finished work of the cross, not just on Good Friday, but in our daily lives. I want to challenge you this evening, if you can allow yourselves to embrace the work of the cross in your daily life. Let's turn to one of the passages in the Bible, and we're going to be reading another three verses where Paul is helping you and me understand this narrative so well. Paul is, is talking to the community of Galatians in the, in, in the book of Galatians chapter 2, We are reading from verse 19 to 21 from the Passion Translation. And this is what he says. But because the Messiah lives in me, I have now died to law's dominion over me so that I can live for God. My old identity has been co-crucified with the Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the sense of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. So that is why I don't view God's grace as something minor or peripheral. For if keeping the law could release God's righteousness to us, the anointed one would have died for nothing. You see, over here, Paul is helping you and me realize the the importance of, of the cross, the importance of that moment where it was not just one man dying for a little town called Nazareth. Jesus was not doing that just for that little town. Jesus did that, keeping the entire humanity in mind. The cross models for us death and an end to our old life, while the resurrection models for us the beginning of our new life in Christ. See, it's not just the life that Jesus lived. It's not just the miracles that he did that increase our faith. But it's also the pain and the suffering he bore for you and for me that helps our faith be rooted in the person of Jesus Christ. The cross has made this all possible. I want to say this again. The cross has made this all possible. Our future has been secured because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Our lives have been rescued from eternal separation from God. Our relationship with God has been restored in its fullness only and only because Jesus did that for you and for me. It still stands true and because of everything that Christ has fulfilled and completed we are on the receiving side of his unconditional love his never-ending grace but we also get an opportunity to live the new life that Jesus desires to lead us into and it's not a passive reception as Paul is is helping you and me understand like he said we are co-crucified with Him. What does that mean? Your old life is co-crucified with Jesus. When we embrace the work of the cross, we actively and intentionally put to death our old nature, our lifestyles, our selfish motives, and our habits that pull away from God. It all comes to a standstill. We put it to death on the cross along with Jesus. Now, I, I'm just about to wrap this up and I, I want to help us understand this simple, powerful truth from this, from this perspective. You know, one of, my, one of my recent famous authors, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to quote this, this brilliant illustration that he, he gave. Uh, In life, we are looking for so many things. And there are a few absolutes that every human is looking for. And there are four areas in which we look for absolutes in our lives. Evil, justice, love, and forgiveness. Evil, justice, love, and forgiveness. Now think with me for a moment. Where is that one place where all of these absolutes Converge. Where is that one place where all of these four absolutes meet? Let me tell you, when I heard this the first time, it kind of blew my mind away to see this from a different perspective. Now, if you have grown up in a, in a Christian home, if you have grown up hearing about the cross and the power of the cross, you would probably know this. But, but I want to push your thinking a bit right now, even as you're listening to this. All these four absolutes converge at this historic life-changing event that happened at the cross of Calvary. All these four absolutes converge in the person of Jesus Christ where these four, evil, justice, love, and forgiveness, they meet. Let me tell you why. Because see, our God hates evil. He hates evil, but as a just God, he had to bring justice into that situation. And the way he thought he can do it best is by giving his own son, Jesus, on the cross. Because that's how much he loves you. And because he loves you, he also forgave you of every possible wrong and evil we can ever conceive in our hearts. It's at the cross where we receive forgiveness. It's through the cross that we receive forgiveness it's through the cross that we are, our relationship with god is restored and that's how deep that's how great and that's how profound the finished work of the cross is so I want to encourage you let god's grace and his love transform you each day and release you into true freedom Not just on a day where 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 we we are talking about Good Friday, not just on a on a on a Sunday gathering, not just now Easter Sunday is coming. I'm not just on Easter Sunday or not just on special occasions, but let the grace of God and his love transform you each day. Because our shame, our guilt, our regrets, and every possible wrong has been put to an end by Jesus on the cross. It is finished. I want you to hear this and and speak this and believe this over your life. Because of Jesus, it is finished. Your shame does not have a place anymore. Your guilt does not have a place anymore. All the possible sin and the wrongdoings of your past or of your present, or even that you would think you would be thinking of or would have not even thought about in the future, has been dealt with on the cross because of Jesus. But like I said some time back, our response to that is not a passive one, but an active one. So I want to invite you this evening as we meditate on all that Christ did for us in the light of eternity. Not just a few weeks, not just a few years, but in the light of eternity. Something that happened 2,000 years ago is still in effect in your life and in my life. Today, your active step of faith to embrace the work of the cross and believe in Jesus will lead you to this new life that God wants to release over you, which will be empowered by his grace and fashioned by his love. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at zealouspune or visit us online at zealous.community.